This week's podcast brought to you in part by Tom's Shoes. With every pair you purchase, Tom's will give a pair of new shoes to a child in need. Just visit whatdotheysaid.com and click on the link for Tom's Shoes. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hugh. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Zandy Aris from the Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Do They Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Do They Said. Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear what do they say? Now you get to hear what do they has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Do They Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatdothaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios South here in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who performs gallantry, Lee, your host. I'm coming to you from an undisclosed pod location. Oh, uh, okay. Should I, should I not be quite so animated when introducing the show then so you're not revealed? No, I, I don't think they can hear us. No, I, I think oh, I'm can. just Joshin. I am Robert Bob Dubay, and I'm coming to you from San Francisco, California, which is anything if not a disclosed location at this point. Wow, you had me concerned. So, I thought maybe you were on the run like some formal federal agent. <laughs> well, as you know, WDS has branched out. We're, we're more than just a podcast, more than just a blog locale. We are now a full-blown television network. We are also branching out into the world of the recorded arts with a record label, and we're getting very excited to release the first WDS release, Leroy, backed by one of the Chantels, and I believe we're going to have a debut performance. Leroy's in the shower right now, just getting cleaned up. Wow, I didn't know he showered. Um, this is new for him, but uh, it's a day of firsts. So uh, they're going to they're gonna come on later. He has a new single he's been working on. Oh, good. And, it, yeah, it, it, it's called Give Me a Dollar, Motherfucker. Oh, that's concise. Yeah, I think he's trying to capitalize on the whole CeeLo thing. Um, like we were talking about last week, it seems to be that's where the, uh, the zeitgeist is headed right now. I like that he's bringing back the protest song. You know, I was listening to that song, uh, Walking in Your Footsteps by the police the other day. It came up on Shuffle on my MP3 okay. player. And I thought, wow, you know, it's really interesting that uh, this song is, is truly about, you know, the atom bomb and where we were going at that time in the 80s. And you always think about the, I don't know, Buffalo Springfield or Credence Clearwater back in the 60s playing, writing songs that were addressing what was happening at the time. And I never really think about at, at the in the 80s that, I mean, I was aware that it was happening, but I, I thought it was kind of cheesy. I was like, oh, great. Here goes Sting talking about the Russians loving their children. And isn't that a bit ham handed? Uh -huh. um, but, you know, thinking back on it now, it's like, well, at least someone was singing about something other than just fucking and butts, you know, which seems to be what all pop songs are about now. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that, uh, you know, this new record that's coming out from WDS is going to be putting their finger on the pulse of you know social consciousness well that might be news to leroy <laughs> really is he not? but okay i look i look forward to it anyway i have a funny story though leroy we were trying to get 
Prince, I don't know if you know this, announced three shows, just spontaneous shows popped up at the Oracle Arena up here in Oakland, California. So Prince played, um, was it Tuesday night, last night, and I think he's playing tonight as well. Okay. It's a big deal because Prince, you know, he's he's as A-list as it gets when it comes to uh, performers. So we wanted to get Leroy some FaceTime with, with Prince because we figured it's a great, great boost for his career. Sure. So here's how it went down, Jace. So we Reba gets the meet and greet. You know, just it, all it is is just a couple seconds with uh, Prince. You're not allowed to look him in the eye, and uh, the, no touching. And so we get Leroy into the room, and he's kind of just mulling around, and he's like, you know, looks mildly annoyed, and and Prince is just kind of sitting off in a corner, um, waiting, I guess, to meet Leroy. And all of a sudden, and this this. We were embarrassed, but all of a sudden Leroy said, "Ain't no prince in here. All there is is a little girl with a fuzzy lip." <laughs> Again, right there, right there with his finger on the pulse of the zeitgeist. See that that could be a song yeah, in and of itself. It be, yeah. The little girl with the fuzzy lip. Yeah, exactly. By Stig Larson. <laughs> exactly. He's saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately, uh, the, the we were asked to leave. Oh, well. So there might have to be a swag bag given out to Prince's people next week. Uh, I'm going to monitor the phones, have Reba get back to me on uh, what the you know the fallout is from that greeting. Well, hopefully that'll pan out. Anybody else on the show today? No, light light today with the guests, but uh, heavy with the news. All right. Well, just before we get to the news, we want to remind everybody that we love to hear from you. So give us an email at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. We've got our own little Facebook page. You can just type in a little search there, what duvet said, and we'll come up and you can click on the like button. Or we also love to hear your phone calls, phone calls, phone calls. Maybe we'll get to some of these phone calls and email during the program today. And you can call us at... 415-937-0445. Again, the number is 415-937-0445. Operators are standing by to hear from you and to hear the news. I love the news with you, Chase. <laughs> okay. I love the news with you too, Rob. I'm assuming there's news this week. Is there news this week? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of news, man. That's that's one thing I can deliver on is the news. Where okay. should we go, though? Oh, take me on a whirlwind tour of current events, Rob. Okay. Well, let's do uh, let's do a couple of, uh, since we've, we've been really hitting it out of the park with the, the name the state the crime takes place in game. Oh, yeah? I got a, I got a couple of those for you. And I know you're, you're getting really good at this. So let me, right. let me find this. Let me pull up the story here. All right, I'll put my game face on. There it is. All right. Here we go here. All right. So I will uh, not read you where this happened. I'll read you the title and uh, you can guess it. Ready? I will guess. So the, the title state. reads. Yes. This is the state. You're, you're, you're guessing for the state. Okay. Hersha Howard busted for beating up roommate Jasmine Wanky over Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies. The 400 pound woman uh, bludgeoned her, went ballistic and bludgeoned her roommate over Girl Scout cookies. Uh, I guess the roommate had gobbled. So uh, let's let's take a, a guess on where this woman might be from. Kentucky. Oh, Jace, you're not following my advice. 
Oh, I'm not. What? Oh, my advice is that it's either your advice is either Florida or California. <laughs> <laughs> this was in Florida, and my advice to you was that if you guess Florida seventy percent of the time, you'll be a hundred percent right. All oh, right, that's correct. Okay, let's. Uh, I, I want to do over Florida. <laughs> You're a winner. Yay! Yes. So uh, this this woman is uh, really she doesn't need any more uh, thin mint cookies. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, allegedly she first attacked a roommate at 1 a.m. while she was sleeping, launching an angry rant about missing Thin Mints. Oh, the case no. of the missing Thin Mint cookie. <laughs> something queer is going on. Sounds like something Encyclopedia <laughs> yes. Brown should be looking into. Yeah, so that 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 just cracks me up. People, you know, take their Girl Scout cookies seriously. We actually have some coming our way. Hallie just made an order. You know what I always think it should be happening with Girl Scout cookies? Have you ever been to some place where people have Girl Scout cookies sitting out? Or yes. by extension, uh, and go with me here, where there's people who are serving pizza? You know? Yes. Like you've been at a place yeah. where people are like, oh, let's order a bunch of pizza. A bunch of pizza shows up. Or, hey, we've got some Girl Scout cookies. I, I would mm -hmm. think by now, people would learn to always get twice as much pepperoni pizza and twice as much Thin Mints. Because those are always mm -hmm. the ones that everybody goes for. You know, like you walk up, I've stood at a table where there are boxes of pizza and I've seen and have done this myself. You, you lift up the lid, lift up the lid, you go, ah, asparagus and peppers? No. Ah, plain <laughs> cheese? No. Ah, pepperoni? Oh, the pepperoni's gone. Ah, you know? So there's yeah. never yeah. enough Thin Mints. I might be on the side of this Floridian. Well, I'm a Samoa guy myself. Oh, interesting. Samoas are the little shortbread ones, right? Aren't they? Or no? no, no, those are the ones with the coconut sort of sprinkled on top with the uh, ribbon of caramel, and I think they're chocolate dipped. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think those are a little too rich for me. Uh, that's fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, I cannot condone this act of violence, but if it was Samoa's, I probably would have definitely uh, been right there with uh, this lovely lady who beat the crap out of her roommate. So would you say for you, were these Samoa's, it would be not a... Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, good. Well, now I want me some Girl Scout cookies. The other thing about Girl Scout cookies is they're not that delicious. <laughs> All right, I got another news item here, Chase. This is uh, this already. I'm going to go on record as saying that this is probably uh, you're going to see more of this. This is the especially around Oscar time. Moviegoer killed in screening of Black Swan over popcorn argument. Wow, this is two stories in a row where people are murdered over over snacks <laughs> yeah yeah right so this one's kind of great because i you know i can identify with what inspired this i i don't think i would go so far as to kill another person over it but here it is i'll read the story to you it's a short one one man's attempt to watch black swan in peace and quiet ended tragically this weekend when he was killed for complaining about a fellow moviegoer's noise the 43-year-old man was attacked in a movie theater in La Lat oh, Lativia. So this is out there in Eastern Europe. On Saturday, Lativia? when he asked a particularly... Yeah, Lativa? Latvia? Lativa? Latvia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go, yes. On, on Saturday, when he asked a particularly loud popcorn-munching member of the audience to keep it down, the offending eater, 27 years old, was apparently so insulted that he opened fire with a legally registered weapon. Oh, a legally registered weapon? Yes, he was identified as a graduate of the police academy who holds a doctorate in law from the university of that country only you can pronounce. Latvia. 
There you go. And uh, the shooter was reportedly overpowered by other audience members until the cop arrived. Now, Jace, I don't know where you fall on this. Obviously, it's tragic. I mean, it's a, it's a bit silly, but I loud chewing or people that are just kind of eating obnoxiously around me is a huge, huge, huge hot hot button for me. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a big it's a big one. I can't I can't stand it. That's probably why I don't go to the movies that much. Yeah, I um, I can only really speak for myself, and uh, I just have a healthy disdain for humanity. So, wherever I can place myself, where there is like limited encounter with um, my fellow man, is the place for me. That's why uh, if I do see a movie, I tend to go in the middle of the afternoon. And uh, the other night, actually, we were, my my wife and I were waiting for the bus, and she likes to kind of congregate where the people are congregated. And I just remove myself from that and kind of stand way off to the side. I just don't want to be around people. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm in complete agreement with you. I hate people. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be around anybody. So that could be why uh, this podcast has been so successful, because a we're not around any people. B you and I host it, but we're in completely different parts of the state. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, even though I am with you, I am alone, which is much better for me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say that this uh, urge to want to kill somebody for chewing loudly for me is not a. Uh, I will say the urge is not a for me. However, the act of doing it still sort of strikes me as a. But good point. Yeah. Good point. They are Latvians, though, which I believe is the same people from that uh, Viggo Mortensen movie, Eastern Promises. I think those were Latvians. So I think they have a history of shooting and killing. So this next one is kind of, it's a visual, so I can't really, I can only tell you. And it's along the lines of of the violence that we've we've begun our show with. But this one I couldn't believe. And I'll, I'll put it up on the blog or I'll send it to you privately. But... On YouTube, there's a video going around. It says Denny's Grand Slam in Chicopee, Mass. I should have let you guess this date, but uh, it doesn't really matter. The fight started when the couple realized they had no more maple syrup. (laughs) And it's a video. Literally, it's a video. It's a full-on melee where this guy gets up and starts punching the crap out of this other guy. For, I'm guessing he wanted some maple syrup or something like that. So then his girlfriend, so he leaves. He leaves the scene after kind of like hitting this guy about five or six times. And then his girlfriend stays and she's, of course, you know, the, the guy's girlfriends are yelling like, what did you, I can't believe you did that, whatever. They're screaming back and forth. So she gets to the screaming match with the girls and then she wallops these two little mousy white girls. She kicks their ass. It's It's really... Uh, I mean, a beautiful thing to watch in that the, the the woman just connects. She has a left. She's a very she's a left. I think which what took the other people by surprise. That and I know a lot of girls like to like do the finger pointing in the face and the you know you don't know me business. But uh, I think they rarely expect to get actually like challenged. And uh, this girl just you know put it threw up her dukes and it was on. Wow. Women fighting is kind of sexy too. I hate to say that to our female <laughs> listeners. If there was, a, if they were covered and rolling in maple syrup, even better. So it's too bad that the fight was about not having maple syrup. Would that they were fighting about having too much maple syrup? 
right? Then that would have been a whole different viral video. That's right. You you got that. Right here. Right here. Fist bump. <laughs> we are fist pumping people from across the state. That's right. Because we can't stand it. So, yeah. People. So th that, that was, uh, that was, I just thought you'd get a kick out of that. So I'll send that over to you or put it up on the blog, www.whatdovesa.com. And uh, you can see uh, people beat the crap out of each other in a Denny's in uh, Chicopee, Mass. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Over a worthy cause, you know? It just shows to show you how upset people are. Why can't people in America um, organize themselves like the people in Egypt did or the people in Libya are currently doing? Like, you know, all of this Twittering to have an uprising so that there's a lot of people bonding together about being upset about popcorn eating and lack of maple syrup. Can't we start a revolution that way or are we just too lazy? I think maybe these are baby steps, Jace. No, I'm through. I'm sick of baby steps. I'm tired of people. You don't. Being you don't want steps. the. This could be the great chickpea uh, maple syrup rebellion. <laughs> I hope so. I hope this is something that that garners a paragraph history books down the line. You know, the th you know. Hey, it, it starts with random acts of courage. That's absolutely right. I can see how everything is interconnected like a giant web. Speaking of giant webs, let's talk. Facebook, one of my favorite topics. Oh, okay. Yes, let's. I don't know if you, you came across this one, but uh, Sarah Palin apparently has had a secret Facebook profile, which has been unearthed. Oh. Yes. And uh, she's been going under the name Lou Sarah. <laughs> I guess Sarah being uh, her name and Lou being, I guess, Louise is her middle name. Okay. And then um, it's basically, uh, you know, it's a lot of thumbs up. I'm looking at some of the things she posted. A lot of, a lot of uh, at the time she was congratulating Bristol on dancing well. Um, there's a lot of, you are a winner, thank you. Um, but there, people are, you know, Wonkette, I guess, is a website that unearthed this, uh, this secret page. So now they're, they're pouring through it for, I guess, any kind of dirt they can get. And I think in related news, there's another story here that I found in uh, Gawker. I love, I love my Gawker. I, I use the, that site quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I think they actually give some other um, – the geniuses of work leaked. Oh, they also leaked her memoir. I'm looking at this Facebook page. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing really that interesting on it. Well, that... says that her likes – her likes are um, stupidity, um, not keeping up on current events, and moose. So yeah, that's about all. That's about all you get out of her. That's surprising. I would think she would like more things. Well, you know, she's kind of a bit of a reactionist. Uh, so right. is that a? Uh, is that a? Are we still in the? Or not? Okay, great. Sure. Okay, that's that's gonna be a not for me and a who gives a fuck. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, two more, two more stories, and then we're into the other part of our show. But I just wanted to get your reaction on this one because this seems like such a not a news story. It's so um, sensationalized and you know what's salacious. It says the King's speech was filmed on a gay porn set with a question mark, <laughs> and then. They're offering evidence of this gay porn that they found where the room, it looks identical to a room they used when they were filming, uh, I guess, the, the speech therapist's office played by Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. Is, is supposedly the exact same set as where this gay porn was filmed. And it begs the question, 
Who cares? Yeah, who cares? People are so... God, you know, uh, I, I, uh, let me just chime back into the f refrain about how much I hate people. The, the, <laughs> the planet has history. <laughs> Things have happened. Do we have music for that, by the way? What's that? Do we have music for that, by the way? I hate people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's the I hate people theme. People have lived on the planet before us for a very long time, and things have happened right where you're standing before you existed. And people are out there living lives and doing things right now that have no effect on you or what you're doing all the time. So what are you doing trying to make other people do things the way you do things? Because it doesn't matter at all. It really doesn't matter. I'm standing in this room here. My, my home was built in 1919. Somebody died in my bedroom. Okay? As far as I know, the, 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 somebody died here in this bedroom. It's not haunted. It's not. I'm not being buggered by him. I think it might. He, you know, who knows? I could at the at the the bus stop where you were standing, avoiding people. Who knows what happened there? Some some cavemen might have been giving it to each other up the ass right there where you were standing. Does it really affect you? Does it really affect your Oscar chances? God, I fucking hate everybody. Oh, I agree. You know, it's funny you say that, Jace, because I have a story. When Hallie and I first moved into our first apartment together in North Beach, it was just a little – you probably were even at that place. It was off, off an alley. It was like a junior one bedroom. There was like maybe one window. It was like really low ceiling. It didn't get a lot of light, whatever. But it was perfect for us. We could afford it. It was in the neighborhood we wanted. And so we were being shown the apartment and – Right at the end, the, the landlord gets very serious and he goes, um, I feel like full disclosure, I should let you know that uh, the last person that lived here, he, he died in the apartment. And my these things mean nothing to my wife, much like you were just describing. She's like, you know, I don't know. Is it still 1300? <laughs> you're not going to you're not going to charge us extra. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my reaction was like, my reaction was like, is he still in there? You know, like, yeah, full disclosure. But the funny but the funny thing is, is uh, obviously we took the apartment, but the funny thing is it was somebody that I knew. He was a, a bartender down at the, one of the local bars, you know, in Carlos North Beach, and just a fixture in the neighborhood. He was a really heavy set guy. I think he died from, you know, ha complications, just a heart attack or something from being really heavy, but super nice guy. And then it kind of, for me, it was kind of an honor to be the first person to live in, uh, you know, I'll say his name, Frank Menescalco. Oh, good. Thanks for the apartment. Yeah, thanks, Frank. Lay off the maple syrup on your popcorn. Might live a little longer. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so, but uh, I thought that was funny because it, it was like, he got really serious, you know, like this was going to be a de potential deal breaker. But we were like, oh, I don't give it. Don't raise the price on us, though. Oh, my God. So many more people have died than are alive right now. <laughs> you know, you, you, good luck going anywhere where somebody hasn't died. Yeah, good point. Very good point. Do you want to do one more of these uh, news stories and then get out? Yes, let's. I'll let, I'll let you pick. We have one that says squirting with a sexpert. <laughs> okay. We have uh, one Kanye West tweets on abortion. Uh -huh. And we have Russians finally admit beer is alcohol. You pick. Uh, let's go for the Russians. All right. I hope the Russians Can't love their children too. I hope they do. That'll fit in nicely with our, our commentary. I'm surprised you didn't go for squirting with a sexpert. I feel like I already know what that story is, though. I don't really know what's going to happen with this Russian story. I think I can, you know. All right, perfect. Well, 
This is, I thought, was kind of uh, nice. We, we're definitely making way, Jace. It says Russians finally admit beer is alcohol. <laughs> the Russian government, which has long called beer a foodstuff, will now classify the beverage as, you know, alcohol, as part of a campaign against alcoholism and underage drinking. People drinking excessively in Russia? Believe it or not, many ordinary Russians, the Daily Telegraph tells us, regard beer as a soft drink. It is not uncommon to see men swinging a can of beer on their way to work. Ah, yes. What they don't tell you is that those men are professional beer tasters. Oh. So there you go, Jace. It's, uh, it's now officially uh, alcohol in Russia. Beer. Well, thank goodness, because for the past eight and a half years of me not drinking anything with alcohol, if I'd known that beer wasn't alcohol, that I could have been having it, I, I, I would have changed everything <laughs> about my sobriety. <laughs> that is funny stuff, Jace. Well, so there you go. That's uh, that's the news. That's what I got for us. Excellent, today. good stuff. Love the news. Love you, listeners. Love when you email and write to us. Uh, what do they said at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. What do they said? Give us a phone call at four one five nine three seven zero four four five. Four one five nine three seven zero four four five. Operator standing by. Uh, and there's been lots of television this week, uh, not the least of which Oof. was the most incredibly painful episode ever of The Bachelor. Now, uh, I am not a, I've made no secret that I am not a dedicated Bachelor watcher. Um, but while this week's episode, which was the visiting the hometowns of the remaining contestants episode which what happens is this guy the bachelor who's who's fishing around for new wives uh all of his remaining <laughs> contestants his his choices his fiancés all live in their little hometowns and then he, the four women he loves equally deeply yeah and he he goes to each and every one of their hometowns and has dinner with the family and sees where they live. And it couldn't have been more uncomfortable and squirm-inducing for me the entire episode. I couldn't. I, I, ugh. Oh, it was horrible. And uh, just based on where he went and each and every person, uh, I have one clear-cut winner of who he should do. Oh, me too. Me too. Who is it? Uh, Chantal. Absolutely. Fucking literally, you see how hot her mom is? Her mom is smoking hot. They live in a a, a house that has columns in the entryway. How enormous was that house they lived in? It was, I was shocked, actually. I was like, wow, uh, you think she comes from money? And then my first reaction is, why does she have a job? Because they list her as being an executive assistant. Uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, my my title would be trust fund. Yeah, lady. no kidding. She has more money than God, and it would even let me live with those annoying little dogs she has, knowing that there was all that wealth rolling around in her. She has a daughter. Dogs, dogs. She had all those dogs. Oh, oh, oh! The dog. That's why right. she had two cats and a dog that are part of the package. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so yeah, absolutely the clear cut winner. But I I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand watching them eat dinner together. It all rang false. The families sitting down, like the father sits down with Brad to talk about uh, taking his daughter and, and what it means. And every single one of them, oh, how do you watch this show? How do you do it, Rob? Ugh. You want to know the funny the funny thing is, well, here's how I do it, Jace. First of all, I watch half an episode. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like taking like half a pill. Um you know, you take too much, you might just kind of, uh, you know, you run the risk of dying. <laughs> but 
Um, so I watch half the episode and I extrapolate on what might happen in the other half. Um, the other thing is what I uh, also find is really helpful is I just imagine Brad creating everything. Everywhere he goes, it's something that he built. <laughs> and that kind of like I just it kind of gets like when he walks into Seattle, I, I really expect him to say, look at this city I made for you. <laughs> He's like Harold in the purple crayon. <laughs> but uh yeah it's painful the only thing i i was you know there's two things about when he met with Chantel, whatever oh x whatever her name is first of all her mom was super hot that's always a good indicator of how the girl's gonna yeah. age i mean granted there was some plastic surgery involved but it was really well done plastic oh, yeah. surgery yeah, yeah yeah and then immediately i jumped to you know okay well if you know potential you know potential mom daughter Playboy pictorial sort of setting scenario. Okay. Yeah, I, I often think of that. Um, and then uh, I really, I, I personally am a big wine drinker, and I was really drawn to the enormous wine cellar they had at that oh, place. Oh, just everything about that place was just opulent and easy, and why not marry for money at that point? If you're on a TV show, if you're shallow and handsome and have not a thought in your head, and this, Chantal's <laughs> easy on the eye. She might be a little thick, but she might, uh, you know, just as far as the body type goes, um, she, you know, uh, but she's got... I prefer I prefer that though than the 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 really skinny. Oh man. yeah, no, I like a woman who's built like a woman. Don't get me wrong, you know she's the the only thing going against this this woman is she's just an emotional wreck. She just cries at the killing of an ant, you know. Yeah, yeah, toughen up, sister. If you're gonna be if you're gonna go on tour with Leroy, you better. That's toughen right, up. exactly. Uh, so I don't even care about the rest of the episode, except that I did enjoy the, the thing that I found riveting and interesting to watch was the other Chantal, uh, doing, getting all CSI on Brad. She works as a funeral, in a funeral home. Uh, so he, she brought him to this mortuary, uh, and a, and a, a cemetery and actually brought him into the prep room where she, where she embalms bodies and had him lie on the table and, and all this kind of stuff. I thought that was really interesting and, and kind of sweet because she was really into her job and really into what she was doing. And it was such an accurate piece of what it's like to be dating someone when alarm bells start to go off in your head <laughs> about how things aren't going to work out at all because she was genuine. She really was genuinely uh, endearing about how she loves her job and loves her home and loves to share it and it's there's just no connection to that at all and i've been on dates like that where people are like wow you know what i really love this this means a lot to me let's all go out and uh i don't know crack skulls of baby seals and she's just in enthused about it and i'm like wow this isn't my thing you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. What might have trumped it for me, or at least uh, you know, suspended my disbelief, was the the, the sexy little cowboy boots she was wearing as she was embalming. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't notice her footwear, but thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> I'm a man of many fetishes. Yeah, please. are you a, a man whose fetish is to make out with a girl where her daughter is sleeping upstairs? That whole thing was uncomfortable to me as well. I didn't even watch that. That I, uh, in full disclosure, I did not watch his date with Emily um, and the meeting of the kid because, you know, quite honestly, I just didn't care. It's also staged. 
that I knew that that was they were going to have piano music in the background or some something stupid. Listener Sean, I'm sure, was just cringing when he was watching. It was that. awful. He goes to meet this girl Emily. She's got a, a, a probably a four or five year old daughter uh, who isn't old enough to be on television. The kid didn't say anything the whole time, uh, and then they their date was going over and playing with the little girl, which is just mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know again that's another thing. Very sweet, very endearing, and unless you're signing up to be daddy. Uh, that's what you get when you're... I've dated a girl with a, a very young son, and that's what happens. You walk into the living room, and there's toys everywhere, you know? And that that's what you need to yeah. do. You need to walk in and be with the kid. It, there's nothing about uh, romance or fooling around or watching your favorite television show together. It's all kid time until that kid goes to bed. I thought it was funny and interesting that his this was the one time he kind of broke with tradition, and he uh, he said... Look what you made for me. <laughs> yes. Well, so did you see who got sent home at the end then? Or did you bail? No, Jace, I'm counting on you. See, I, I'm operating on a couple different planes. My mom, who watches the show religiously, spoiled it for me because she found out via one of the spoiler sites who oh. wins. So I've been sitting on this information. Um, so I don't know who went home last night. Care to, care to share? Do you have a guess? Can I guess? Oh, I'll guess. Let's see. Uh, I, it has to be uh, Chantel, the funeral yeah. director. Yeah, you're absolutely be. correct. Chantel, the funeral director, went home to no surprise to anybody. Yes. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Now, that other one, Ashley, is she a Cajun or something? Uh, she's from Maine. What do you mean, a Cajun? Oh, how come they were speaking like French? Oh, because it's, it, it, you know, Canada is, they're near Canada and Canada's all that French, oh. Frenchness up there. Ah, we. Oui. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Enough. Okay. So is, is that enough yes. about The Bachelor? Or is there any way that we can add any no. more, glean any more insight from Brad no. Womack? Uh, and I might adopt your way of not watching it. I think the fact that we talked so much about it and neither of us are that interested in it should give you some indication of how great this show is. Our show. What do they said? Uh, and so we have other shows to watch. Now, I, I can't wait to talk about Make It or Break It, but maybe we should touch base on our other two reality shows, which... Uh, yeah, let's let's week. let's knock those out quick because they're still early on and we'll, we'll just reduce them to a couple of comments because I have a feeling a lot of people are watching these shows. All right, very good. So let's start with the new episode of The Amazing Race, which just started this week. Uh, I was actually surprised that I remembered every single team except for one. This season of Amazing Race is a bunch of returners. It's called Unfinished uh -huh. Business. People who have run the race before uh, are running it again, which we revealed exclusively on our show a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, I still like the race. Got to say, I still like The Amazing Race. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. In fact, I, I am going to advocate that you and I uh, go through the process and uh, try and be be participants. Oh, you want you want you and I to run the race together? I do. I do, Jace. I know it'll be a disaster. My heart of heart tells me it will be a disaster. But I think that uh, if the experience alone, and I think we could uh, we can you know market ourselves properly. I, I like our shot. All right. Well, let's fill out the application. Let's do it. Listeners, you're hearing it here first. Rob and I will be on The Amazing Race, not this season, but next season or two seasons from now, I believe. You made let's my mother very happy because that, that's been her, her urging for quite some time. All right. Very good. The thing about The Amazing Race and any time where there are returning uh, 
guests like Survivor All Stars or things like that is a I I know all of them at the beginning, so it's kind of upsetting to see one of them go. I don't really have one to root for, especially in this mm. batch. None of them seem particularly bad to me. You know, the only there's one team that I don't know, and they were at the very beginning this sort of uh, uh, couple team that couldn't yes. figure out the first clue. Qantas, who 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 yes. are they? No idea. Hallie and I said the same thing. Who? Uh, I, they were the only ones we didn't remember. And I have no idea what season they were on or what their deal was. Yeah, yeah. So I also thought it was kind of interesting this episode uh, where the teams are helping each other out. Like, hey, here's the answer to that clue. Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know. I don't understand that. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. That might put a new dynamic on the race. People, I, who... You know, I'm definitely, I'm Team Globetrotter. Um, I love the way they play the game. They're, they're, they're entertaining and they're positive. I cannot, sorry, Jace, you're, you're Mallory and her father. <laughs> well, I oh, like Saint the last Anthony, got me, got me to this clue, St. Anthony. Oh, Jesus, Lord, help me get this right. Yeah, well, she was a, a lot more positive last season. This is a, a, a father-daughter team, and the daughter is... Uh, is a very deeply religious woman who's constantly His daughter's in God. in the rapture apparently. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. Um, I, I I haven't picked a winner yet. I haven't picked a favorite yet because it's still too early. And I did like that there wasn't an elimination this episode. You're still racing. That's that seems good. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I also don't oh, believe Jesus, that the two gods favor me over all other contestants and survivor and smite those that are not me. Uh, yeah, I also have, once again, the two goths, Kim and Vixen, the girl Ugh. with the pink hair and the other guy, uh, are, are so not a couple. That that girl, Vixen, is so, in such denial if she believes that man is uh, into her or any woman. Yeah, no, he matter. is. I, I, it's sad. And I, I don't, it's not my job to out anybody. But yeah, I, I hear you. That guy is not, uh, he, he doesn't play for her team. Yeah, exactly. It's exciting that uh, Amazing Race is in high def this year. I'm enjoying it. Uh, more to come because uh, it's still early in the season, yes. much like it's early in the season for Survivor, which has been great this season so far. Do you agree? Absol absolutely. I, you know, I was skeptical about you know the show maybe going downhill. They've uh, they've won me back. I love the addition of Russell and Rob. <laughs> I, I love the addition of Russell and Rob. I, I have never been a Boston Rob fan, and he has completely won me over so far in these past two episodes about how well and professional he's playing the game. He really knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. I mean, that's that's fun to watch. It turns out it's fun to watch Got people that really get it and have adapted, you know, to the new... Because the game has changed over seasons, you know, like we've talked about. It went from being kind of a team against team sort of scenario until a merge happened. And then in recent years, it's really been individual play from the get-go. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and a lot of lying and, and, and uh, switching alliances or the order of the day and blindsides and everything else. And Rob definitely is, is hip to that. Russell, I still think, is a genius at the way he plays the game. I loved... The scene where uh, the hairy-backed farmer yes. came up to him to try and call him out about having, you know, taken the clue. When they won their reward, there was a clue as to where the idol was. Yeah. And he was calling, trying to call Russell out um, in front of everybody saying, you know, you have it and, and you should share it. We all won that, which I don't get that idea. You know, it's a, it's a game of 
cunning and outwitting and whatnot. But Russell's reaction was great. He was just like, are you calling me out? You're either with me or against me. I just want you, you're on notice, I don't like that. And that was it. He didn't, he didn't back down. He didn't get in a pissing match with the guy. It was just like, size him up, know where he stands. And uh, I, I, I like that about Russell. He is, he is an excellent villain. Oh yeah, yeah, he's great. And there's, uh, there's really no one else that I, I except for this uh, fellow who's the former federal agent, who's just a gold oh. mine of, 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 you know, amazing sound bites and interesting things that are going on. Uh, he puts the special in special agent, Jason. Big time. He is worth watching. Uh, and then the other girl on his team, this Christina girl with the immunity necklace who... Uh, mm. I pay attention to, but nobody else. Oh, except I, I also like Russell's little mini Sarah Silverman. His his uh, oh, <laughs> the person that he's teamed up with. I like her too. But I, anyone in Rob's alliance, Rob's tribe is on an opposite tribe than Russell's tribe is, and Rob kind of has this gang of six people that he's decided that his alliance, although he voted out uh, the Jesus lover on his team. Um, yeah, I don't know any of those people in his in his alliance. So I don't really either. Jason, I got to ask you because it's early in the season, but usually you you have a, a a person or a name in mind. Who is the the survivor woman that you find yourself uh, ogling most? I haven't found one yet, which is surprising. I haven't. Found yeah, one. that is. Yeah. Yeah. What can well, I say? Keep, I, keep, I, uh, I, keep your uh, keep listening, listeners, and you'll find out. Maybe you can weigh in on who Jason should be ogling. Right. Yeah. Right now it's just Christina because she's the one that they're showing the most. But you know, what can I say? She's the the lawyer, right? With and she had the immunity. You, I I know why you're ogling her because she's she's very uh, gifted on top. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we should start. At, I smell a new contest, Jason. Oh, I'm in. What's the contest? <laughs> who should Jason ogle contest? Where our listeners send in ogly pictures of themselves and uh then we evaluate and one lucky lucky contest winner gets ogled on our show on air fantastic i'm in what do they say to gmail.com or send us towards your facebook page so we can see your best ogle filled pictures wow really yes, did we really use just do madeline that? dillard as, a, as maybe a model and you're, you're going to be on the right path yes exactly madeline madeline sets the bar high She's playing coy with us. We, I have heard nary a word from Madeline after our special tribute show. I know. And speaking of setting the bar high, I mentioned it earlier in the show. I am all caught up through episode 20 of Make It or Break It. Wow. You know what? And We're a rogue, Jim. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to address something. I was a little out of sorts last week with my sleepiness. We did get an email last week about somebody saying why... Were we watching a show that's targeted towards teenagers, teenage girls, yes. you know, yes. I will say this, that there's a sh movie out right now called The Fighter, which mm -hmm. is uh, up for an Oscar and Christian Bale plays, uh, you know, is up for an Academy Award for it. And it, it's a movie that I think I have seen probably a hundred times. Um, in that I probably saw Rocky four ninety nine times and then I saw The Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I bring up Rocky Four because Rocky Four was a show, was a movie. I remember I went to go see a movie with listener Sean and another friend of mine named Pete. I don't remember what the movie was, but when the movie was over, we we snuck in to watch Rocky Four uh, because it was playing in an adjacent movie theater. 
And I had already seen Rocky IV, and I remember sitting in, and my friend Pete, as the movie was going on, was like, yeah, yeah, get him, yeah! He was actually cheering along with Rocky beating the hell out of uh, the Russian. Uh-huh. Because um, it's exciting, you know? It doesn't matter how many times we've seen a sporting event. When it's done well, or a movie about a sporting event, when it's done well and there's an underdog and you cheer for the sports, it's really engaging and really thrilling. And that's what this movie, The Fighter, is. There's... There, it, it's so obvious as it goes through that it's going to end with a boxing match, you know, where you're going to be rooting for the guy who's boxing. There's no bones about it through the entire movie. It does take this detour into his his brother, the trainer, the Christian Bale character, where it goes into this territory that I was not aware that it was going to, which is dramatic and, and has to do with family and, and drug abuse and all sorts of stuff that, you know, you kind of follow because it's a movie and it's engaging. But really, at the core of it, at the end, you want to leap out of your seat and cheer for the boxer, you know? And that, you know... That's what make it or break it is. It's not about, I mean, yeah, it's about these teenage girls, but the sports aspect of it, the actually getting up and cheering when they're doing their gymnastics is the exact same as watching Rocky IV. It's the exact same as watching The Fighter. There's nothing unmasculine about watching a sporting event where the team you're rooting for is kicking ass. So that's... I'm gonna- you know, I'm going to take it one step further, Jace. And I don't know. There was a time when you and I were living together and down in uh, Los Angeles in Culver City. Yes. And I worked at the Century City Mall. Yes. And every day on my way to the baby gap where I was employed there at the theater was right when that movie Rudy came out. You know that movie Rudy? I remember Rudy. Yes. Yes. Okay. So basically I thought, cause I saw that movie so many times. I think I knew a guy at the theater and I just kind of go in and kill time and watch. And I saw that movie so many times. I still watch it to this day when it's on TV that for a time there in the early nineties, I really thought that my dream, my destiny was to play football for Notre Dame. Okay. <laughs> so now after watching make it or break it and being as invested into this show, I honestly, and I asked my wife this, if it would be okay if I saved up a little bit of money and then uh, just went uh, out to the rock, the gym where they train at, and then train under Sasha for six months. I think that my next destiny might lie in, uh, in gymnastics and in, in, in a quest to make the national team. I think you might be right. I, on a, on a, a, a flip side note of that is I was actually sort of interested in finding out about real gymnasts. And finding oh, out, you know, what what they're doing right now when the actual 2012 Olympics roll around, or as they say on the show, the O12 Olympics. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't get all that stuff. Why can't it be 2012? Say what you want. Well, but why would it be 2012? I don't know. Why would it be O12? That's like back in 1997 saying 997. What? O12? What is O12? Yeah, o12. There's... What? O12 is back when uh, literally people were probably like, you know, eating raw meat. Yeah, but it's of... not like saying O8 because there's actually a zero before the eight. You say O8. You don't say O12. There's no zero before 12. Zero is a placeholder to fill the space before the eight to make a two-digit number. There already is a two-digit number, 12. Come on. It's not O12. Wow. Who's with me here? Come on. Good point, actually. That was way too much math, but uh, I, de- I definitely hear what you're saying. Right. I smell what you're cooking. Thank you. Well, it's a callback to our way too much math episode. Yes. Classic. In, in the annals of podcasting, that's a classic. 
Absolutely. So I watched six episodes of Make It or Break It, and I couldn't be more thrilled. I'm at the uh, 20th episode, going to start the next batch of the next 10 episodes, and then the show starts again. Um, nice. Uh, what? So do you have any thoughts about what's going on in the show? Anything you want to share? I wanted yes. to say that uh, before I allow you to answer that question I just asked you. The I'm pro sorry, I was coughing. Okay, that's fine. I sneezed a little bit earlier. I think I might be catching a cold. The... The episode where the prom happens and the oh final episode of the season, two, two, two of the most riveting episodes of television I've seen in too long of a time. Discuss. Oh, the prom episode. First of all, I, I wish uh, I, my listeners could see. My wife does the pace and face so well. <laughs> Do you know the, the face I'm talking about where pacing kind of it's like this? She kind of like pulls her lips back a little bit and uh, – I don't know. It's a great, but Holly does it. It makes me laugh to no end. But the prom episode, where I guess you can invite whoever you want to other people's proms, and they show up. So all the people, the, the girls from the Rock, were there, and their boyfriends and whatever. And Payson gets the. Uh, they start cheering her name. Yes, they do. <laughs> what the hell was that about? <laughs> They start cheering the name. There's also a bit of a controversy about the dress that Emily is wearing that Lauren thinks is Ooh. being bought for her. She keeps it saying it was a Tarantino, Jason. Yeah, she thinks it's like a, a a John Hughes movie. She just wants it all to be happening. Everything comes to this glorious head there about the uh, the and the band is playing that Emily can't believe that the boy that she's into, the band is playing, and both of the boys she's into are up on stage. It's just, oh, it all comes together. Oh, it was, it was great, and everybody's dedicating a song to Emily. Oh, we'll, we'll get to the final episode that we both watched, episode oh. 20, in a bit. But, yes, this prom episode was truly, truly ridiculous, and yet, I, I like you said, I was riveted. Yeah, and, and directed, might I say, by the deft hand of Supergirl herself, uh, Helen Slaver. Helen Shaver. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. The mom, though, still, Jace, boy, that mom is like the rare moments when she snaps out of her volume haze to actually act, but most of the time it's just like this kind of watery delivery she has. Oh, yeah. You mean Payson's mom? Hey, hey, Pay. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, well, she got a little. How are you? Uh, she got a little, um, you know, moved when she started to admit that she was taking on the responsibility for Payson's injury. That was a bit of a yeah a thing. Yeah, there was some acting there, but uh, yeah, definitely uh, the prom episode one to watch for sure. People, if if you're if you just want to kind of cherry pick episodes, that's a good one. Yeah, well, I'll also say the that band this, this show is doing a good job of of existing without men at all. Like, dads are so yeah. unnecessary in this show now. Yeah, definitely. Although, you know, I, I am developing kind of a, a bit of a man crush on Sasha. I like the way he, uh, he, I like his rogueness. Yeah, I like his rogueness too. And what do you think of his uh, his, his, his being the devil to uh, the angel? Uh, this sort of budding sex fling relationship oh. he's having with what's her name she's pretty hot actually that we're talking about that cameron summer cameron summer who's her character oh, summer name, yeah exactly summer yeah, yeah no i, I like i think that's all uh, i think that's gonna come to a head in, in uh, the next batch we're gonna watch i have a feeling right um can somebody explain to me though why if the goal is to put together the best 
team for the country to win the Olympics. Why that woman who heads the national team committee has such a hard on against the rock. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that is. I think it's actually this, uh, she doesn't like what, uh, Sasha is all about. I think there seems to be some history with her and Sasha when Sasha was an Olympic champion mm-hmm. and he was being a rogue. So I think she's just sort of translating all of that into what's happening now. I think this sort of Marty and Sasha, Marty's the good guy, Sasha's the rebel uh, from back in the day is translating into what's happening today in The Rock. That's my impression of what's going on. That, that, the best line delivery ever, though, is when the, all the gymnasts are gathered around and Sasha and they're like, what's going on? Why, why, you know, why can't we compete? And he looks at them all very seriously and he says, they think we're a rogue gym. I just loved it. Rogue Jim. Yeah. We're kind of like a rogue podcast. Yeah, exactly. I will say that that line reading is second to, uh, while that is a great line reading, my favorite line reading of Sasha during the season was, Payson, you're in. That was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to the final, uh, the, the, the close of, I guess it would be season one, right? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how it works. What I think is what's happening is they're running these in series, like the BBC does. They call them series instead of seasons. Ah. So, because I was looking at the DVDs, I've, 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 I've getting the DVDs now. Uh, and it's volume one and volume two. And Wikipedia calls them seasons, but I don't think anyone's really saying. So let's say that was series two we just ended. Okay, okay. Because I will say this. So, I, I, I don't know if you get this on Hulu or not, because I, I now that I'm watching I the do. DVDs. But the, uh, they show previously on Make It or Break It at the beginning of each episode. Yes, yeah. And the final yes. episode, they said this season on Make It or Break It. So they actually address it as a full season. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Good, good, good fact checking. Thank you. Thank you so much. So yeah, the last episode, they they really do tie up a lot of uh, loose ends. I love the connections that people, musicians in Boulder have (laughs) where, where they, they like, you know, win contests, you know, never sung a song before. This is uh, Emily's uh, pizza shack boyfriend, Damon. And he enters a contest to go on tour for six months with Green Day to Europe, like as if Green Day is just going to take some complete unknown, unproven on the road with them. Right, because of one song that he's never sung in public before to anyone that he plays on a yeah, local that's going to be a really sh- right a short opener for sure. He he does one song, and then I guess uh, you know after people are through throwing freaking tomatoes and rocks at him. Did you hear the intro to that one song you did over the radio for her? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I heard the whole song, but, you know. I was cringing. The song wasn't half bad, the truth be told. But the intro, like, he managed to emasculate himself and make himself look like such a cockle. <laughs> like, in the intro to that song, this is... Emily, because sometimes, you know, even though the time ain't right, I will always be there for you. I am your guide to help support you. And on and on and on. I was just cringing. Well, I think also that the song must be 25 minutes long because Emily was able to hear the first verse and chorus in the pizza shack, have everyone cheer and tell Uh, her to go to him, to get Kaylee into Kaylee's car, to drive all the way across Boulder and to get to the radio station, which was still open and just lets people walk into the studio. Uh, Yeah. And and she was holding like a sonic shake in her hand. So they obviously stopped to get some uh, (laughs) 
some fast food. Yeah, but she was still able to get there before the song was over. So, well done. <laughs> that was great, though. But that, uh, you got to hand it to the guy who plays the DJ. Yeah. He managed to get probably a, a few more bucks out of uh, the Screen Actors Guild because he, he managed to get a few more lines in that scene. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, you know, it's good so, stuff. Wow. Good on you. Good show. All right. Uh, can't wait to see what happens in the next series of Make It or Break It. And again, uh, you guys got to start watching it because when this season starts uh, again, the new season, you know, we're catching up. We're watching uh, yeah. 30 episodes that have aired already. So that's where we're cramming in a lot of uh, talking. But believe me, when this show starts again um, in, at the end of March, uh, we will be riveted and we'd like you to come along with us. Absolutely. It's a, it's a wild ride. In fact, I, I just got, I just, Jace, I just got to say how happy I was because my girl's back. Payson's back. Oh, yeah. Back on the bars where she belongs. Absolutely. Couldn't be more exciting. And I, 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 I'm thrilled that that's happening, too. And I wonder if that's going to affect her being in school now. You know, her new friend, who, the girl with the glasses who's there at sleepovers in her rocket ship pajamas. <laughs> Yeah, but who's surprisingly hot? Did you see her at the prom? Or oh no, I of course I knew she was hot the moment she showed up. I was like, oh, she's wearing yeah, glasses. Yeah. There's a really great movie called um, Not Another Teen Movie, and I use the phrase "really great" rather loosely when describing the film Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> um, but I, I, I highly yeah. recommend seeing Not Another Teen Movie. It's actually a lot more clever than the title. Um, insists, but there's a a part in the show where the 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 two guys are looking at the girl and he's like yeah i think this girl's pretty hot and he's like her but she's wearing glasses and she has a ponytail <laughs> right and there's like one other thing that they say about her it, but clearly when she takes her glasses off and lets down her ponytail she's smoking hot and it, it, I, I could see that the new friend that payson has at school with her glasses walking down the hallway i was like oh i see this is some pretty yeah. girl Absolutely. So uh, I guess uh, we'll uh, we'll start in on the next batch. You and I are at the same exact point. So uh, onward. onward and upward. I'll wait for my DVDs to arrive from Blockbuster since Netflix is no longer a sponsor of ours. So I guess I have to talk about Block Blockbuster. What happened with Netflix? I don't know. Did they just kind of all this lose interest. Well, I don't know. I think it, you know it is rather important for all of our listeners to visit the blog and visit our sponsors, Tom Shoes and Audible.com and everybody who helps make this show possible. So all you guys could head out there and just head out to the blog and click on the link. You don't really need to, you know, do anything, but if you if you do click on the link then they know that we sent you. Uh, and you might actually find some pretty good deals there. I mean, Netflix was a heck of a deal. You got a uh, two weeks free from Netflix when we were with them. Uh, so, I don't know, you know, maybe we can woo them back. But definitely audible.com. You can get your free downloads. You can get a free book there. Uh, sign up. And Tom Shoes is a worthy cause. And there's a, a couple other things going yeah. around up there. So we really, really would like you, you know, not to be Mr. Public Television Pledge Break, but if you got a moment today when you're at the blog and you're clicking around and seeing the things that are there, just visit our sponsors. We'd appreciate it. They'd appreciate it. And it will keep bringing us this fine programming. Funny you bring that up, though, Jason, because I am in the midst. Reba and I are in uh, discussions of organizing a telethon for WDS. Oh, <laughs> great. Let me get you to. So we'll look for that episode to come up in uh, in the next couple of months. All right, I will look for that. Maybe we can help organize the um, the ogling contest as well. Looking forward to getting yeah. as many people for me to ogle as well. I kind of feel like that ogling contest, while it's directed towards me, might have some interest for you too, Rob. Well, you know, as as a surely as a um, you know a impartial party, 
Yeah, maybe what should, judge. should happen is you and Reba should take all the submissions and look through them and then just leave me with the the winner so I don't spend okay. too much time ogling. Fair enough. And I'm, I'm actually going to say right now uh, in prediction of the fallout from Leroy's uh, behavior last night that uh, I am going to get a swag bag together for Prince and we'll let you know what was in it next week. Sounds good. Appreciate that. Well, we're running out of time, so I don't think we can dip into the snark tank. And uh, we apologize to our listeners who have sent us the email. We will get to your email. We will get to your phone calls. We just had so much to talk about this week. Yeah, ne- uh, next, next week it's mail sack. It's uh, snark is back. And it's uh, we'll play. Hopefully, we'll be able to play the new Leroy and uh, Leroy and one of the Chantels. All right, sounds good. I appreciate that. Just get the yeah. get so the. What do you toes What do you got going on, Jace? Uh, let's uh, just get a quick uh, sort of uh, you know where are you? A moment in time. Well, the show, as I say, is opened and running, so that's going good. I've been tapped to do the sound design for a presentation of a musical uh, that's being put on to try to get some investors. Uh, so now that I'm suddenly I'm in the world of, of professional theater with my ovation awards, now I'm being I'm handpicked for for things like that. So nice. I will be doing that. Uh, that's something I need to focus on today. Uh, I have a date on Saturday, a new date with a new girl, which I can. Ooh, this is good about. news because next week we have uh, relationship expert Joy Nordenstrom joining us. Okay, very good. Well, I, we will touch base on what's happening with my date. So wish me luck with that. It's a new girl I in do. my life. Uh, and we will be to see how that's happening. Uh, and that's really what's going on. I got to get my taxes together. That's about the extent. Get of them it. together. Yes. We already did our taxes. Oh well, smell you. I was, was too good. busy. It was a directly. good year for for the for the the Chelly household slash duvet. Um, so what do I have going on? I have first of all, I want to say two great shows. Last week I saw Camper Van Beethoven do Key Lime Pie in its entirety. It was amazing. That band gets better with age. Um, loved it. Tuesday night, my wife and I saw Justin Towns Earl at the Great American Music Hall out here. That show was. Beyond phenomenal. I was not prepared for what a amazing presence on stage and a, such a, a great voice, great songs. Read about it. I wrote a great review on uh, the blog, www.whatdoveysaid.com. We also have a brand new um, music podcast up, and that one is all about – I've called spring early, Jace. Okay. I'm, I'm ready in. for – I'm re- ready for spring, so we, we tackle all the new spring releases. A lot of stuff hasn't even been released yet. And I was playing it for you. So you can get the jump on everybody else and hear songs by The Strokes, uh, Starfucker, Minx, Now Now, all, all these great bands that Kurt Vile. are soon going to be. What's that? Kurt Vile. Kurt Vile. Nice one, Jace. You pay attention. Um, yeah, so uh, all these bands that are going to be on the tips of your tongue, you can get, a, get it to the tip of your tongue sooner than everybody else. And tonight I'm interviewing Tim Cohen of The Fresh and Onlys. Before his show at the Great American, very excited about that. That's a big get for us. That'll be on next week's podcast. And what else? I have one more bit of uh, trivia information. Oh, um, yeah, the blog's been blowing up, so people keep going to that. Like Jay said, poke around, click on some things. You can always get access to these podcasts. So, and we really want to get our Facebook numbers up to two hundred. We're, we're climbing. We need your support. I noticed Jay there's a couple people I didn't know that have uh, liked us. Oh, that's always a good sign. Yes, people you don't know. Yes. Yes, indeed. And, you know, so that's always good. Um, and uh, what else can I say? I have an interview with uh, another uh, musician out of Nashville. So that just keeps paying uh, 
paying dividends at Nashville episode. So I'm very excited on the music front. I'm very excited for you to be uh, entering the upper echelon of uh, Los Angeles theater. Thank you. And uh, I guess that's it for me, man. I, I have a busy weekend. Going to see more shows. It's noise pop up here, so I got to do my due diligence. All right. Well, make it happen. All of you out there in listener land, make whatever you do happen. And uh, we will continue to do what we do so well. Thanks so much for listening. Rob, thanks so much for talking. Jace, thank you for uh, for allowing me this forum, this bully pulpit to, uh, you know, say my piece. Yeah. As well as yes. get you ladies together to let us oogle yet. <laughs> well, I can't wait for that to happen. And we will talk more about it next week. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs>